so yeah, Phil, this is good to be here to chat with you this afternoon. Uh, this is, uh, well, I'm Amos Kennedy and this is Phil Gibson. Um, Phil, before we get into just talking a little bit more about your role at AIM, do you want to just share a little bit with us about yourself, life before your job with AIM, which you've just started recently? Yeah, sure. Well, I've been with AIM just a month now, so still learning a few things. But I'm originally from Birmingham, as quite a few people might be able to tell by the accents. But I live just outside of Newport in South Wales. I became a Christian when I was 18. That was through mainly reading a Gideon's New Testament that I'd been reading virtually every day for a couple of years. And God's word had been known to me, had been working in my heart. And then as an 18-year-old, for the first time in my life, I went to church for a church meeting, not a wedding or a Christian or anything like that. And the first time I heard the gospel in my life, I became a Christian that night um, because I believed God's word had done its work in my life. And I was, as they say, fruit ripe for the picking. One of the highlights of my life was my wife and I served as missionaries with Assemblies of God in South Thailand for seven years. We helped out in an international church. And then after learning Thai, um, I led the Southern Thai Leadership Training Institute for several years and preached at several churches across the south of Thailand, where we were quite close to Malaysia. And it was mainly Islamic in the south of Thailand there, and at times, you know, fundamentalist Islam as well, with a few terrorist attacks as well in certain parts. We came back to the UK in 2004, and I pastored the church in the South Wales Valleys for a few years, and then went on and planted a new church in another town just a few miles further up the valleys. And then in 2010, I handed over the leadership of the church to one of the elders there, and after a few other jobs, I eventually ended up at Citizens Advice, where I was doing volunteer recruitment for South Wales, Herefordshire and West Mercia area. And I was with them for about six and a half years. And that's where I started with this new adventure with AIM. Brilliant. So a lot of experience that you're able to, to bring into your, your new role. So what exactly is your title and that role at AIM that you have now? What does that entail? So my job title, it's Mission Advisor for South England and Wales. I've been in the role now for a month and it excites me. I'm part of a team. So the big picture is helping individuals and churches share the good news about Jesus with people in Africa who've got the least opportunity to hear about him. And being a part of that is wonderful. In practical terms, it means meeting with individuals, who are interested in working with us, whether that's short-term or long-term, meeting with church leaders to discuss how we can partner together in fulfilling the Great Commission, and then also speaking at church meetings, Christian unions, and other events to help publicise the work of AIM. And if anyone is interested in finding out more, you know, I'm happy to chat, whether it's online or over a cup of coffee. It's all about building relationships, really, with people building relationships with organisations and churches and building resilient relationships together so that those who haven't heard about Jesus might come to expect the wonder of knowing him. I think probably one of the things that's really struck me about working for AIM is that Monday to Friday as a team, we start our working day 
with a time of looking into God's word together and praying together, both for ourselves, for missionary needs, and also for partner churches as well. And that's one thing that really stands out to me since working with AIM is how often we do pray together. Everything is soaked in prayer. You know, we'll have a meeting about something else, about finance, about personnel, and we'll start the meeting in prayer. And, you know, we've got a big mission ahead of us, but we've got a great big prayer answering God. Yeah, amen. So lots of those jobs that you did before, I suppose, required different skill. Uh, You've been able to gain different bits of experience from those jobs. How do you feel that those skills and that experience has prepared you and will be relevant, I suppose, and useful in your new role uh, at AIM? I think one of the things is, is that God doesn't really waste anything that's gone on in our lives before. So even things that we don't think are relevant, God sort of, you know, digs them out and uses them. I think probably some of the more obvious thing is that, you know, my wife and I served as missionaries in Thailand for seven years. Both of our children were born out there. So I'm used to living long term in a different culture, learning to speak a new language fluently and also drop a few kangas along the way. You know, learning Thai with a Brummie accent wasn't the (laughs) easiest thing in the world and yet made a few slip ups and caused a few laughs as well. Um, Since then, I've I've pastored a couple of churches in South Wales. So I've got an understanding of what it's like to be a missionary to pastor a missionary church and also helping to get people envisioned for mission in local churches. In my secular working life, I've had several managerial roles and I've been exposed to a lot of IT and software databases. So many things as well now, especially since COVID, are being done online. And I think a wonderful offshoot of that is that we can host a webinar and not just you know, look around to see if there's any missionaries on deputation in the UK, but we can get a missionary from Africa to join that webinar live. So I think that's great. And we can have someone on the ground attending online meetings with us while we're here in the UK. Brilliant. Absolutely. A lot of that experience is obviously speaking into your role. And um, I wonder what you perceive to be the biggest challenges in your new role. I know you're only there a month, what are the biggest challenges you have found so far? One of the biggest challenges I find is people's perception of missions work in Africa. And there's a couple of facets to this. I think one of them is because some countries in Africa are very Christian. You know, a high percentage of the population are professing Christians. So, you know, people might ask, well, why do we need missionaries to go to Africa? But whilst that may be true of some African nations, there are still many nations in Africa that are still effectively unreached due to religious and or political reasons. And in order to get to those nations, we need to be creative and send people there, maybe using their work skills who will go there and work, build relationships with people and share the good news about Jesus relationally. And I think as well, some people still have a stereotyped image of a missionary to Africa, and maybe a bit of a Victorian type picture pops up into their mind. But AIM, we seek to work with African nationals and churches and churches in the here in the UK so that together we can reach those who haven't yet heard 
you know, it's all about partnership, working together to spread the fame of Jesus. I think probably one of the things is, you know, realising I've joined an organisation who's got over 125 years of missions experience in Africa. And we've currently got a lot of missionaries on the field and their families and new missionaries preparing to go out. So getting to know about them, their work and their needs, you know, that's something I'm really trying hard to pick up. I think probably one of the other challenges is that it's just vital for us all to be walking with Jesus every day, you know, hearing his voice, being sensitive to his promptings, so that when we're in meetings or maybe discussing things with somebody who's interested in joining AIM, we can be there to encourage them, to help and speak into various situations that are going on around us. Absolutely. And I suppose the role of prayer that you've mentioned already within uh, the structure of AIM, the day-to-day operations of, of AIM, uh, is, is clearly upheld and is seen as important. So that importance of prayer within AIM itself, within its uh, sending churches who uh, send missionaries out to the unreached in, in different contexts across the continent of Africa, I wonder if you could just touch on that uh, for a little bit of what you've seen so far in AIM. Yeah, I mean, you know, prayer is essential. His, you know, Jesus is the Lord of the harvest. And with so many needs, both nationally in Africa and then in individuals and with their families, it's very easy to be overwhelmed at times. But as we see God daily, he leads, he guides, he provides. You know, as I mentioned as a team, we do pray together frequently, and that's so important because I think rather than us asking God to bless our plans, it's far better to find out what God's plans are because they're blessed already. So let's jump on board with what God's doing and keep on in step with him in prayer. We often pray in our meetings is based on Luke 10, you know, ask the Lord of the harvest field to send out workers into the harvest field. and. I was looking at that word recently in a few commentaries and that word there is literally to drive out, to thrust out. It's the same word is used when Jesus is driving out demons and when someone was thrown out of the temple and things like that. It's a quite a forceful word that we pray, God, will you just take hold of people and thrust them out into the mission field? And also as well, there's, I think we need to realise, and especially here in the West, that the spiritual forces that would seek to oppose and resist any forward move of the kingdom of God. You know, Paul tells us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. So it's vital that we heed what the Holy Spirit said through Paul in Ephesians 6, 18, you know, to, to pray in the spirit at all times on every occasion and with a stay alert and be persistent in our prayers for all believers everywhere you know and every christian should be involved in spreading the good news about jesus in his kingdom and that's aim exists to help partner with individuals and churches in order to best target those areas where there's no vibrant gospel witness you know we believe firmly that missionaries are sent out by the local church not aim aim helps provide the backing the support and the skills to enable gospel churches to spread the good news about Jesus in his kingdom in Africa, to help make disciples who will make disciples who will make disciples and pray and so on. So it's 
so vital that, you know, we so can saturate all of this in prayer to the Lord of the Harvest. Yeah, and you, you just touched briefly there on the connection with the local church and with AIM as a missions organisation. So how exactly do AIM facilitate missions within the local church, connecting people to them as, as an organisation and then sending them out to the field? We help people and churches connect with the call of God upon their lives to basically go and make disciples. You know, I've talked about what we call creative access nations. Suppose there's a Christian who's a medic or a teacher and that person wants to offer their skills and their career to God. We can use that to help mobilise them to go to a country where that country doesn't allow missionaries to go, but they're welcoming teachers, they're welcoming tradespeople, they're welcoming people with skills and trades with open arms. And we could help people get to one of those close countries to go and work there and be a witness to the love and mercy of God using what we call incarnational mission. Just going out there, joining in life, everyday life in that country, building relationships, gaining trust, and then sharing Jesus when you've got opportunity. One of the big challenges for us in the West is that many of us have grown comfortable with life. But Jesus said in Luke 9, 23, 24, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would, would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life, for my sake, will save it. And Jesus is talking to anyone, no, not just those going to Africa, but to each one of us. And I think it's for each one of us to say, God, what do you want me to do today? What's on your agenda for my life? I don't know, looking back at my life, you know, that's something I try and do on a regular basis. But some years ago, my wife Lynn and I, we took that seriously. And we spent some time praying through and saying, God, what do you want us to do? And those prayers, you know, step by step, God led us and sent us out to Thailand. So I would just say, you know, to those listening, where does God want to take you? It's not just for young people. It's for people maybe all walks of life, all ages. Each one of us has a life we can offer to God and we can ask him, you know, who can I earnestly pray for God? Is there anyone working with AIM staff or missionaries I can pray for? Or is there a people group, God, I can feel your heart for and maybe pray and weep over? Who can I give to help financially? What can I give to help support the spread of the good news? Who can I go and tell today, this week, about Jesus? Where can I go and tell someone? about Jesus. And if we start to pray those prayers, that's part of us denying ourselves and taking up our cross and following Jesus. Yeah, amen. Amen to all of that. Uh, I'm just wondering then, for those listening, you know, how can they support AIM? How can they support you perhaps in your new role? How can they connect with AIM and their own church leaders if they're wondering about this and there's maybe not a connection there? already how can they how can they get in touch and get involved yeah that's a great question um i mean i think maybe you may be taking the hint so far but praying um 
pray for us, pray for us as a team. And please pray for myself as I just begin to introduce myself to church leaders, churches and individuals, that people will just be caught up in the vision of the Great Commission. I remember when my wife and I were preparing to go out to Thailand, you know, as missionaries, as all missionaries do, we had a budget of finance we needed to raise before we could go there. And we went to a church in the north of England and my wife was sharing in the church on the Sunday morning about, you know, how we needed X amount of money. At the end of the meeting, a handful of ladies came and spoke to my wife and said, we've been talking together and we'd like to do exactly what you suggested. We all want to give a pound a month towards you going out to Thailand. A pound a month each for the next few years. A pound a month doesn't seem like, but when you put it together, a hundred people, a thousand people, yeah, this is the way God can take what we think is too small and God can use it to send missionaries out to reach the unreached people. So God can use each one of us, each one of us as a part to play in the Great Commission. Um, so there's praying, there's giving, you know, use the resources on the website. There's some great resources there missionary profiles, some videos that will really help people to pray intelligently. Maybe as a church, you don't yet have a methodical way of supporting missionaries, yet we can help with that too. We've got missions policy templates and guides for leaders to work through and use in order to help the churches become more focused and more purposeful in their missionary support. And if anybody does want to contact me, you know, there's a contact tab on the website, just, you know, send a message in from there saying that you've listened to this podcast and you'd like to discuss things further. And yeah, I'll gladly get in contact with you, which would be great. Super, Phil. Thank you so much for all of that uh, wisdom. And we wish you all the best in your new role with AIM. And we hope again that anybody who's listening to this that wants to get in, in touch with you can go onto the website um, and get your contact details easily enough. Um, and who knows what that might lead to. Uh, so thank you again. That's great. Thanks very much for your time, Amos. Really appreciate Thanks, it. Bless you. Bye.